Book Nine, Part One of the Aeneid. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Lars Rolander. While these affairs in distant places passed, the various Irish Juno sends with haste to find bold Turnus, who with anxious thought the secret shade of his great-grandsire sought. Retired alone, she found the daring man, and oped her rosy lips, and thus began. What none of all the gods could grant thy vows, that Turnus this auspicious day bestows. Aeneas, gone to seek the Arcadian prince, has left the Trojan camp without defence and short of succours there employs his pains in parts remote to raise the tuscan swains now snatch an hour that favours thy designs unite thy forces and attack their lines this said on equal wings she poised her weight and formed a radiant rainbow in her flight the daunian hero lifts his hands eyes and thus invokes the goddess as she flies iris the grace of heaven what power divine has sent thee down through dusky clouds to shine see they divide immortal day appears and glittering planets dancing in their spheres with joy these happy omens i obey and follow to the war the god that leads the way Thus having said, as by the brook he stood, he scooped the water from the crystal flood. Then, with his hands, the drops to heaven he throws, and loads the powers above with offered woes. Now march the bold confederates through the plain, well horsed, well clad, a rich and shining train. Mesopus leads the van, and in the rear the sons of Tyrius in bright arms appear. In the main battle, with his flaming crest, the mighty Turnus towers above the rest. Silent they move majestically slow, like ebbing Nile or Ganges in his flow. The Trojans view the dusty cloud from far, and the dark menace of the distant war. Caicus from the rampire saw it rise, blackening the fields and thickening through the skies. Then to his fellows thus aloud he calls, What rolling clouds, my friends, approach the walls? Arm, arm, and man the works, prepare your spears, And pointed darts the Latian host appears. Thus warned, they shut their gates, with shouts ascend, The bulwarks and secure their foes attend. For their wise general, with foreseeing care, Had charged them not to tempt the doubtful war, Nor, though provoked in open fields advance, But close within their lines attend their chance. Unwilling, they yet they keep the strict command, And sorely await in arms the hostile band. The fiery Turnus flew before the rest, A piebald steed of Trachian strain he pressed his helm of massy gold and crimson was his crest with twenty horse to second his designs an unexpected foe he faced the lines is there he said in arms who bravely dare his leader honour and his danger share then spurring on his brandished dart he threw in sign of war applauding shouts ensue 
Amazed to find a dastard race that run behind the rampires and the battle shun, he rides around the camp with rolling eyes and stops at every post and every passage tries. So roams the nightly wolf about the fold, wet with descending showers and stiff with cold. He howls for hunger and he grins for pain. His gnashing teeth are exercised in vain. An impotent of anger finds no way in his distended paws to grasp the prey. The mothers listen, but the bleeding lambs securely swig the dug beneath the dams. Thus rangers eager Turnus o'er the plain, sharp with desire and furious with disdain. So vase each passage with a piercing sight to force his foes in equal field to fight. Thus, while he gazes round, at length he spies, where fenced with strong redoubts their navy lies. Close underneath the walls, the washing tide secures from all approach this weaker side. He takes the wished occasion, fills his hand with ready fires, and shakes a flaming brand. Urged by his presence, every soul is warned, and every hand with kindled furs is armed. From the furred pines the scattering sparkles fly, fat vapors mixed with flames involve the sky. What power, O muses, could avert the flame, which threatened in the fleet the Trojan name? Tell, for the fact through length of time obscure, is hard to faith, yet shall the fame endure. Tis said that when the chief prepared his flight, and fell his timber from Mount Ida's height, the grandam goddess then approached her son, and with a mother's majesty begun. Grant me, she said, the sole request I bring, since conquered heaven has owned you for its king. On Ida's brows for ages past there stood, with firs and maples filled a shady wood, and on the summit rose a sacred grove, where I was worshipped with religious love. Those woods that wholly grew my long delight, I gave the Trojan prince to speed his flight. Now filled with fear on their behalf I come, let neither winds o'erset nor waves entomb the floating forests of the sacred pine, but let it be their safety to be mine. Then thus replied her awful son, who rolls the radiant stars and heaven and earth controls. How dare you, mother, endless date demand, for vessels moulded by a mortal hand? What then is fate? Shall bold Aeneas ride, of safety certain on the uncertain tide? Yet what I can I grant, when wafted o'er, the chief is landed on the Latian shore. Whatever ships escape the raging storms, at my command shall change their fading forms, to nymphs divine, and plough the watery way, like Dotis and the daughters of the sea. To seal this sacred vow, by Styx he swore, the lake of liquid pitch the dreary shore, and Phlegaton's innavigable flood, and the black regions of his brother God. He said, and shook the skies with his imperial nod. And now, at length, the numbered hours were come, prefixed by fate's irrevocable doom, when the great mother of the gods was free to save her ships and finish Jove's decree. First from the quarter of the morn there sprung a light that signed the heavens 
and shots along then from a cloud fringed round with golden fires were timbrels heard and berecynthian choirs and last a voice with more than mortal sounds both hosts in armed opposed with equal horror wounds o trojan race your needless aid forbear and know my ships are my peculiar care with greater ease the bold rutulian may with hissing brands attempt to burn the sea then singe my sacred pines but you may charge loosed from your crooked anchors launch at large exalted each a nymph forsake the sand and swim the seas at sibylus command no sooner had the goddess ceased to speak when lo the obedient ships their hawsers break and strange to tell like dolphins in the main they plunge their prows and dive and spring again as many beauteous maids the billows sweep as rode before tall vessels on the deep the foes surprised with wonder stood aghast mesopus curb his fiery courses haste old tiber roared and raising up his head called back his waters to their oasy bed turnus alone undaunted bore the shock and with these words his trembling troops bespoke these monsters for the trojans fate are meant and are by jove for black presages sent he takes the coward's last relief away for fly they cannot and constrained to stay must yield unfought a base inglorious prey the liquid half of all the globe is lost heaven shuts the seas and we secure the coast theirs is no more than that small spot of ground which myriads of our martial men surround their fates i fear not or vain oracles it was given to venus they should cross the seas and land secure upon the latian plains their promised hour is past and mine remains tis in the fate of turnus to destroy with sword and fire the faithless race of troy shall such affronts as these alone inflame the grecian brothers and the grecian name my cause and theirs is one a fatal strife and final ruin for a ravished wife was not enough that punished for the crime they fell but will they fall a second time one would have thought they paid enough before to curse the costly sex and durst offend no more can they securely trust their feeble wall a slight partition a thin interval betwixt their fate and them when troy though built by hands divine yet perished by their guilt lend me for once my friends your valiant hands to force from out their lines these dastard bands less than a thousand ships will end this war nor vulcan needs his fated arms prepare let all the tuscans all the arcadians join nor these nor those shall frustrate my design let them not fear the treasons of the night the robbed palladium the pretended flight our onset shall be made in open light no wooden engine shall their town betray fires they shall have around but fires by day no grecian babes before their camp appear whom hector's arms detained to the tenth tardy year now since the sun is rolling to the west give we the silent night to needful rest 
refresh your bodies and your arms prepare the morn shall end the small remains of wear the post of honour to mesopus falls to keep the nightly guards to watch the walls to pitch the fires at distances around and close the trojans in their scanty ground twice seven rutulian captains ready stand and twice seven hundred horse these chiefs command all clad in shining arms the works invest each with a radiant helm and waving crest stretched at their length they press the grassy ground they laugh they sing the jolly bowls go round with lights and cheerful fires renew the day and pass the wakeful night in feasts and play the trojans from above their foes beheld and with armed legions all the rampires filled seized with affright the their gates they first explore join works to works with bridges tower to tower thus all things needful for defence abound menestus and brave serestus walk the round commissioned by their absent prince to share the common danger and divide the care the soldiers draw their lots and as they fall by turns relieve each other on the wall nigh where the foes their utmost guards advance to watch the gate was warlike nisus chance his father hyrtacus of noble blood his mother was a huntress on the wood and sent him to the wars well could he bear his lance in fight and dart the flying spear but better skilled unerring shafts to send beside him stood every alus his friend every alus then whom the trojan host no fairer face or sweeter air could boast scarce had the down to shade his cheeks begun one was their care and their delight was one one common hazard in the war they shared and now were both by choice upon the guard the nisus thus or do the gods inspire this warmth or make we gods of our desire a generous ardour boils within my breast eager of action enemy to rest this urges me to fight and fires my mind to leave a memorable name behind thou seest the foe secure how faintly shine their scattered fires the most in sleep supine along the ground an easy conquest lie the wakeful few of fuming flagon ply all hashed around now hear what i revolve a thought unripe and scarcely yet resolved our absent prince both camp and council mourn by message both would hasten his return if they confer what i demand on thee for fame is recompense enough for me methinks beneath yon hill i have espied a way that safely will my passage guide Evrialus stood listening while he spoke with love of praise and noble envy struck then to his ardent friend exposed his mind all this alone and leaving me behind am i unworthy nisus to be joined thinkest thou i can share of glory yield or send thee unassisted to the field not so my father taught my childhood arms born in a siege and bred among alarms nor is my youth unworthy of my friend nor of the heaven-born hero i attend the thing called life with ease i can disclaim and think it oversold to purchase frame then nisus thus 
alas thy tender years would minister new matter to my fears so may the gods who view this friendly strife restore me to thy loved embrace with life condemned to pay my vows as sure i trust this thy request is cruel and unjust but if some chance as many chances are and doubtful hazards in the deeds of war if one should reach my head there let it fall and spare thy life i would not perish all thy bloomy youth deserves a longer date live thou to mourn thy love's unhappy fate to bear my mangled body from the foe or buy it back and funeral rites bestow or if hard fortune shall those dues deny thou canst at least an empty tomb supply o oh, let not me the widow's tears renew nor let a mother's curse my name pursue thy pious parents who for love of thee forsook the coast of friendly sicily her age committing to the seas and wind when every weary matron stayed behind to this every alus you plead in vain and but protract the course you cannot gain no more delays but haste with that he wakes the nodding watch each of his office takes the guard relieved the generous couple went to find the consul at the royal tent all creatures else forgot their daily care and sleep the common gift of nature share except the trojan peers who wakeful sate in nightly council for the endangered state they vote a message to their absent chief shew their distress and beg a swift relief amid the camp a silent seat they chose remote from clamour and secure from foes on their left arms their ample shields they bear the right reclined upon the bending spear now nisus and his friend approach the guard and beg admission eager to be heard the affair important not to be deferred ascanius bids them be conducted in ordering the more experienced to begin then nisus thus ye fathers lend your ears nor judge our bold attempt beyond our years the foe securely drenched in sleep and wine neglect their watch the fires but thinly shine and where the smoke in cloudy vapours flies cowering the plain and curling to the skies betwixt two paths which at the gate divide close by the sea a passage we have spied which will our way to great aeneas guide expect each hour to see him safe again loaded with spoils of foes in battle slain snatch we the lucky minute while we may nor can we be mistaken in the way for hunting in the vale we both have seen the rising turrets and the stream between and know the winding course with every ford he ceased and old aletus took the word our country gods in whom our trust we place will yet from ruin save the trojan race while we behold such dauntless worth appear in dawning youth and souls so void of fear then into tears of joy the father broke each in his longing arms by turns he took panted and paused and thus again he spoke ye brave young men what equal gifts can we in recompense of such desert decree the great is sure and best you can receive the gods and your own conscious worth will give 
the rest our grateful general will bestow, and young Ascanius till his manhood owe. And I, whose welfare in my father lies, Ascanius adds, by the great deities, by my dear country, by my household gods, by hoary Vesta's rites and dark abouts, adjure you both, on you my fortune stands, and that and my faith I plight into your hands. Make me but happy in his safe return, whose wanted presence I can only mourn. Your common gift shall two large goblets be, of silver wrought with curious imagery, and high embossed, which, when old Priam reigned, my conquering sire at sacked Arisiba gained. And more, two tripods cast in antique mould, with two great talents of the finest gold, beside a costly bowl engraved with art, which Dido gave when first she gave her heart. But if in conquered Italy we reign, when spoils by lot the victor shall obtain, thou sawest the courser by proud Turnus pressed, that Nisus and his arms and nodding crest, and shield from chance exempt, shall be thy share. Twelve labouring slaves, twelve handmaids young and fair, all clad in rich attire, and trained with care. And last a Latian field with fruitful plains, and a large portion of the king's domains. But thou, whose years are more to mine allied, no fate my vowed affection shall divide. From thee, heroic youth, be fully mine, take full possession, all my soul is thine. One faith, one fame, one fate shall both attend, my life's companion and my bosom friend. My peace shall be committed to thy care, and to thy conduct my concerns in wear. Then thus the young Evrialus replied, Whatever fortune, good or bad, betide, the same shall be my age as now my youth. No time shall find me wanting to my truth. This only from your goodness let me gain, and this ungranted all rewards are vain. Of Priam's royal race my mother came, and sure the best that ever bore the name, whom neither Troy nor Sicily could hold, from me departing, but o'erspent and old. My fate she followed, ignorant of this, whatever danger, neither parting kiss, nor Pio's blessing taken, her I leave, and in this only act of all my life deceive. By this right hand and conscious night I swear, my soul so sad a farewell could not bear. Be you her comfort, fill my vacant place, permit me to presume so great a grace, support her age, forsaken and distressed, that hope alone will fortify my breast. Against the worst of fortunes and of fears, he said, the moved assistance melt in tears. Then thus Ascanius wonderstruck to see that image of his filial piety. So great beginnings, in so green an age, exact the faith which I again engage. Thy mother all the Jews shall justly claim, Creusa had, and only want the name. Whatever event thy bold attempt shall have, tis merit to have borne a son so brave. Now by my head a sacred oath I swear, my father used it, what returning here, crowned with success I for thyself prepare, that if thou fail shall thy loved mother share. He said, and weeping while he spoke the word, from his broad belt he drew a shining sword. 
magnificent with gold, Lycaon made, and in an ivory scabbard sheathed the blade. This was his gift, great Menestus gave his friend, a lion's hide his body to defend. And good Aletus furnished him beside with his own trusty helm of temper tried. Thus armed they went, the noble Trojans wait, their issuing forth and follow to the gate. With prayers and vows above the rest appears, Ascanius manly far beyond his years, and messages committed to their care, which all in winds were lost and flitting air. The trenches first they passed, then took their way, where their proud foes in pitched pavilions lay. To many fatal ere themselves were slain, they found the careless host dispersed upon the plain, who gorged and drunk with wine supinely snore, unharnessed chariots stand along the shore. Amidst the wheels and reins the goblets by, a medley of debauch and war they lie. Observing Nisus showed his friend the sight, behold a conquest gained without a fight, occasion offers and i stand prepared there lies our way be thou upon the guard and look around while i securely go and you a passage through the sleeping foe softly he spoke then striding took his way with his drawn sword where haughty ramness lay his head raised high on tapestry beneath and heaving from his breast he drew his breath a king and prophet by king turnus loved but fate by prescience cannot be remote. Him and his sleeping slaves he slew than spies, where Remus with his rich retinue lies. His armor-bearer first and next he kills, his charioteer entrenched betwixt the wheels, and his loved horses last invades their lord. Full on his neck he drives the fatal sword. The gasping head flies off, a purple flood flows from the trunk that welters in the blood which by the spurning heels dispersed around the bed besprinkles and bedews the ground lamus the bold and lamyrus the strong he slew and then serranus fair and young from dice and wine the youth retired to rest and puffed the fumy god from out his breast even then he dreamt of drink and lucky play more lucky had it lasted till the day the famished lion thus, with hunger bold, o'erleaps the fences of the nightly fold, and tears the peaceful flocks with silent awe. Trembling they lie and pant beneath his bow. Nor with less rage Evrialis employs the wrathful sword, or fewer foes destroys. But on the ignoble crowd his fury flew. He fathers, Hebesus, and Rhoetus slew. Oppressed with heavy sleep the former fell, but Ruetus wakeful, and observing all, behind a spacious jar he slinked for fear, the fatal iron found, and reached him there. For, as he rose, it pierced his naked side, and reeking thence returned in crimson dyed. The wound pours out a stream of wine and blood, the purple soul comes floating in the flood. Now, where Messapus quartered they arrive, the fires were fainting there, and just alive. The warrior horses tied in order, fed, Nisus observed the discipline, and said, Our eager thirst of blood may both betray, And see the scattered streaks of dawning day. Foe to nocturnal thefts, no more, my friend, Here let our glutted execution end. 
a lane through slaughtered bodies we have made. The bold Ebrialus, though loath, obeyed. Of arms and arras and of plate they find a precious load, but these they leave behind. Yet fond of gaudy spoils, the boy would stay to make the rich caparison his prey, which on the steed of conquered Ramnus lay. Nor did his eyes less longingly behold the girdle-belt with nails of burnished gold. This present Sedicus the rich bestowed on Remulus when friendship first they vowed, and absent joined in hospital ties, he dying to his heir bequeathed the prize, till by the conquering Ardian troops oppressed he fell, and they the glorious gift possessed. These glittering spoils now made the victors gain, he to his body suits, but suits in vain. Messapus' helm he finds among the rest, and lays his on, and wears the waving crest. Proud of their conquest, prouder of their prey, they leave the camp, and take the ready way. End of Book Nine, Part One Read by Lars Rolander